Blog Talk Radio. Hi, everyone. Welcome to a new episode of Business and Books with Molly McCord. We are going to look at an important topic today around validation and vulnerability in your work, in your business, in what you are creating and sharing. I think that these are two areas that are intertwined, and we don't always notice how they work together. So I'm going to talk a bit about those today. And I had a last-minute technical glitch here as I was getting on the program, so I hope you can uh, hear me okay, and I apologize if there is any problem with the sound. I hope not, but I uh, am going to proceed with the show as if everything is in perfect working order. So if you are new to this program, what we look at every week are different topics to support your business and books, but I look at it in a deeper way, on a deeper level. Um, There's a lot of platitudes out there, a lot of cliches, a lot of, you know, you can do it, but I get deeper into the heart of what it really means to be an entrepreneur, to what it really means to be an indie author or someone who is sharing their gifts with the world because it has many layers to it. And I think there is a lot of gold and wisdom in understanding those deeper layers. So that's what we do. And I think that that can also help you get really clear on your motivation, on your needs, on what success means to you, and also in acknowledging the fact that you're doing something really amazing at this time in the world. Uh, Being an entrepreneur, being a writer, being anyone who shares who they really are is exceptional right now. We have more options uh, than ever before in human history. And when we step into these roles, we are really opening up to more happiness in our lives overall because we're really stepping more into ourselves. And as I've talked about in previous shows, your business really is a journey about yourself and who you are and what your values are and where your commitments are and your passion and uh, and then everything related to that in the business world, which would be finances and how you deal with money, uh, data, metrics, um, all the numbers that are the heart of business, truly. I think it's been interesting over the past you know, 10 years how social media has really made uh, numbers so much more prevalent, how you can go to uh, anyone's social media page and see their numbers or see their influence. How are they connecting with people? How many people are they connecting with? Now, the other side of this is that, of course, there are a lot of fake numbers out there. And they have been purchased or bought uh, from click farms. Um, people can buy numbers from – and, and I'm not really 100% clear, but my understanding is that because there are so many different fake accounts on different social media platforms, these fake accounts are created, and then someone will pay to get a like or a YouTube view, or some a post share uh, from the fake account, and you take that times thousands and millions, and people have a lot of fake numbers from accounts that don't exist. So, 
if you put too much of your validation on the numbers, uh, you might, you know, you, that might actually be disappointing because there's a lot of fake numbers out there. Um, when I was looking at someone's fake Facebook page a while ago, she had, you know, half a million likes and and yet nothing else kind of added up. It was really an odd account. It was a really odd Facebook page. Um, I remember years ago talking with uh, another entrepreneur, and she's like, yeah, I know this friend of mine. She just paid a couple hundred dollars to have um, her Facebook page reach 10,000 likes. And so one day she had just over 200 likes, and the next day she woke up with over 10,000 likes on her Facebook page because she purchased all those likes. And I was, we were talking about that, and I thought that's just so hollow because that doesn't ever give you the results you want in the long run. It's a very false validation because on one hand, you're looking to demonstrate that you're an influencer or that you are followed or people are interested, and yet there is no validation in the sense that those aren't real likes, those aren't real uh, people who are interested in your work, they're not true clients, they're not really people who are going to ever take any other steps. They're just for show. They're just that false validation. So as we get started here with this topic, I really want to highlight that false validation that we can be searching for at times and that it's prevalent these days because of the numbers, because you can buy a lot of um, the metrics of the data to demonstrate you're important. And this will continue to ebb and flow. I think it was in 2016, Instagram did something where they shut down all those accounts. Uh, they somehow knew how to do that. And so they filtered out who the fake accounts were. They shut them all down. And people's likes or their followers, excuse me, their followers for their accounts dropped significantly. In fact, I think it was that Kim Kardashian's Instagram account dropped by a million followers because they were all fake accounts that had been purchased. Um, and you hear, I've heard about this too for celebrities, is that they will spend a lot of money to uh, increase their followers on Instagram uh, to demonstrate their influence. And yet those are fake followers. So I'm curious how these social media platforms are going to continue to uh, enhance what is real, you know, what is valid about their uh, numbers. Because when a lot of people have fake numbers, it really skews, it skews a lot of things. So when we're talking about validation for our business, there's a different levels we can look at this. You can look at it at the emotional level the sense of um, people who understand what you're doing, who support you, who cheer you on, who, who are just you know, in your corner. Uh, you can look at it in terms of the numbers and the money you're making and um, if your clients are coming back or if you're getting word of mouth referrals, that's all very validating. Uh, you can get it publicly from perhaps comments um, from your Facebook or social media pages, or you could get it from uh, people responding to your emails. Uh, you know, the validation can come from your, your clients, your following, your readers. Uh, it comes certainly from reviews as authors. Um, the validation that what you shared was valuable and, and it touched them or they enjoyed the book. 
Reviews can be very validating. Um, you can have the validation in the sense that you really believe that what you're doing serves people. And that's a big area too, that sense of, well, this is of service. This is helping more people. This is uh, leading them forward in some way. It's healing them. It's assisting them. That can be incredibly validating, especially if it's, say, an in-person compliment you know, or an in-person feedback uh, where someone just says thank you. A few weeks ago, I spent time um, sending out emails to people I thought were really doing great, job, great work in the world, just that simple connection point. I think that everyone wants to know that what they're offering or doing is striking a chord, is helping people. Like you're not just uh, sharing it uh, to crickets, you know, that people are out there. That ability to let people know that they matter and to validate them is really important. And think about it for yourself. You know, what feels good for you? What kind of validation have you received that really either hits you at the core level, hits you in your heart, just it's good feedback. Really take some time to sit in that, absorb that, because too often we can get pulled out into other things, right? The, the, the criticism or the negative feedback or what's not working, all the problems, the struggles, all of that comes with it too. So, but when we come to this, this validation, what we're really developing is stronger core muscles in ourselves that validates our work. And that's really what this journey is about, is about getting stronger within yourself so that you're validating yourself. You just know, I have to do this, or you just know that an idea is right for you. You just know that the next steps, the way ahead, the next project, the next book is right for you. And I believe it is a muscle that we continually have to exercise and develop in order for that muscle to get strong. Again, it's at the core sense of you, that core level where you're saying, okay, I'm doing a good job. I believe in what I'm doing. I believe in how this is happening because I know it's right for me. And you are able to validate yourself. Now, can we all get by on self-validation? No. <laughs> we do need to hear good words from other people. We, we, all, we need that. We're human. We're social species. Uh, you want to hear from people that what you're doing is right in some sense, whether that's uh, the right thing for you or it's, or it's making a difference. It's, it's good. You know, we, we need that. We need to have that encouragement at times. But when it comes to validation in your business, you also have to make sure you are not going to the wrong group or, or people or even uh, words as the – see, I'm getting the sense here that we can get it skewed, that you can go to someone – and they tell you no about something. I think it's a bad idea. But in the core of your being, you know it's the right idea for your business. Um, you're thinking about making a change. Uh, maybe you're adding something new to your work that seems out of the blue to somebody else, but it's always been a passion for you. 
And so you go and you talk to somebody and they don't get it or they're don't think it's a good idea or they're saying, no, I don't think that makes sense. But you know it's right. You know it's right. It's looking at how much energy do you put towards their opinion and their feedback versus what you know is right for you. And I always think of this as really an uh, an 80-20, sometimes a 70-30 rule, where the majority of the validation comes from you, that 70% or that 80%. But you get 20 or 30% from the people you trust, from the people who get what you're doing. And there will be times when those people are not on board or they don't quite understand it or they need more information or they just straight up disagree. That's okay. But that shouldn't take away from the 70 or 80% that you know is true for you. And honestly, depending on where you are in your journey with your work in the world, it might not really be at 70% yet. It could be that if you're newer, if you're an emerging entrepreneur, if you're a new author, if you're just getting started, you might not feel that strong in it yet. And it might take more time to get that core muscle really solid. I, I think that's actually quite normal. That's part of this experience. That's part of that journey is looking at, well, what is right for you? What is true for you? And coming back to that. Because it could be that those people's feedback is valid. And maybe it isn't the right choice. or Maybe it's not the right thing to do right now. Or maybe it is a bad idea. It's good to hear that, to have that objective feedback. But ultimately if you know it in your gut level that it is the next thing for you, that it's where your passion is or it's where you have a sense of purpose, a sense of service, where it fits in with where you're going, maybe the bigger picture, you have to believe in that. You have to validate that for yourself. And that is part of this lonely road that we walk on at times is just that sense of, well, I know it's right for me and I don't need other people to always agree with it. So we come up against this at times, this, this sense of where am I sourcing my validation from? Is it outside of me or is it inside of me? And oftentimes, the more you have experience with your business and the more that you've been able to see what works and what doesn't work, you often get greater clarity. For example, Think back to the last time you were at a crossroads about something, whatever it might be. Um, I'm thinking personal, or excuse me, professional world. Maybe it was your personal world. I think, um, you know, it was maybe about launching a new service, a new product, a new, a new book, whatever it might be. You were at a crossroads. You weren't sure. Who did you go to for feedback, validation, information? What did they say? And what did you know for your answer already? This is important to look back in hindsight. Did you know this was the right next step for you and somebody else said no? Uh, Vice versa. Were you at that place of, well, maybe this other people are saying I should do this, but I don't think this makes sense for where I want to take my business? 
the, the gift of hindsight is that you can look back and validate yourself for what turned out to be right or what proved itself to be right for you. I think we've all done this where, okay, you have a great idea. And you say, all right, I'm going to offer uh, this new, I have a new idea for a program. I'm really excited about it. I think my clients are going to love it. And you go to, let's say, a mastermind group or a few people that you trust, and they say, ah, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. That sounds kind of, mm, I don't know. They're, you know. they're really lukewarm. They don't get it. They don't see the need. I think it's been done before. But you are excited about it, right? And you're like, I, I'm excited to do this. I want to teach this. I want to offer this. I know that it's going to be right for people. Now, let's say that you allowed that feedback to dampen your own enthusiasm. And you did not go ahead with that program or that service that you were so excited about or so invigorated around. And you just let it kind of sink. And then six months later, you see somebody else who had a similar idea and they're offering something very similar to what you were thinking of. And all you want to do is you're just so upset with yourself, right? You're like, I knew this could have been a wonderful offering for people. Or yes, I had this idea, I believed in it, and I allowed other people to dampen my own knowingness. I allowed other people to dampen or take away my excitement for that topic, that program. Has this happened to you? Because I know a number of people that it's happened to um, in the sense that they didn't think it was going to be the right time or the right service, what have you. They took in too much feedback. They allowed other people's lack of validation to affect what they knew, what they knew was right for them, what they knew. And then they only had an inner discomfort and perhaps even an anger at themselves, resentment, regret, that sense of, oh, my goodness, I knew this was right for me, and I gave my power away. And that's what it comes down to is looking at, you know, where we get validation from is where we get our power from. And so when you're focused on developing your own inner validation, that is where you start to feel more powerful. Because if it flops or if it doesn't play out or if it doesn't really happen as you think it will, if it goes to the worst case scenario, you'll just chalk it up as, you know, it can be disappointing, it could be a letdown, but you also know it was a lesson learned, right? It was like, okay, but I did learn some things about this and maybe it was the right, I have to adjust it. Um, in one of my first episodes, I talked about failing fast and what that means and how you um, pivot. You know, you take what, what works, and you, take, you look at what doesn't work, and you adjust it. Um, this is that sense of, okay, well, that's just part of the journey. And you have ownership over it. There's ownership because you know it was your idea, and you have ownership over the experience. But you compare that to a time when – you don't trust yourself 
or you didn't stand in your power and don't the ownership feeling is different right because you know that you should have done something or you really should not have listened to those people and then you get that sense of i gave my power away and you just think ugh right it's that whole other feeling of yuckies and maybe even real I would say regret or that sense of I messed up, that sense of I should have trusted myself. I knew it. I knew it. I knew it, right? You get anger at yourself (laughs) or something like that. So the whole concept and the whole sense of validation around what we're doing is you want to make sure that you're moving towards an increase in your self-validation, And that is your self-trust, your self-knowingness, and your power. And it can start off at, you know, 30%, 40%, but you just kind of keep moving the ticker up to 70%, 80%, where it can hover at a really healthy 80 to 90%. And I think that's so important, not only in business, but in all areas of our life, that ownership over our energy, that ownership over our decisions, that ownership over our power. And, of course, like I said, we're social species. We do take in other people's thoughts and what they think and their perspectives. But being, this, being in a business where it's so much about you, at the end of the day, you answer to you. And first thing in the morning, you have to be in alignment with you. And I mean that from a place of power, a place of inner, of inner strength and inner confidence. Um, because, of course, you know, we also we answer to our clients and we, <laughs> we answer to our readers and there's people that we're serving and, and we want our work to be a benefit to them. But it will be the most benefit when you have a really strong sense of self-validation that is in alignment with your values, your commitment to yourself and to the business. It's in alignment with your sense of self, your mission, your purpose, all that good stuff. And that does come with time. And so if by chance you look back and you realize, oh, I did put too much validation on other people's opinions, or I did put too much on what they thought, or I didn't listen enough to myself, okay, we let it go, and now you know right? You know you had the right answer all along. And so the validation here is so important because it plays into vulnerability. And these two go back and forth. When you are feeling vulnerable, you will look for outside validation. When you are feeling validated, you'll feel strong enough be vulnerable see how that works whatever's happening within you chances are you will seek it or express it in the healthiest way when you're aware of it so you're vulnerable let's say you're feeling vulnerable vulnerable about something you're not sure if you're uh, connecting with clients if you are going to be able to make money 
um, if people are going to value what you do. And so you're just you're feeling vulnerable, right? And you're thinking, Ugh, do I give up on this? This is what I want to do. Does this matter? Does this matter to me? All big questions. Well, one thing you should do is understand that you need to take this to people you trust. Uh, you know, when we're feeling this way, ultimately you need people who can both build you up and remember why you started this in the first place, who can return you to a place of strength and confidence in yourself, like someone that sees you, who knows what you're about, who sees all of your energy. I've had conversations with clients about this, about how um, it's often there's typically very few people who can see all of your colors, all of your talents. And we were talking about how parts of her family could not see all of her abilities. And so she would go and talk to her mom or her dad about some stuff with her business, and they kept giving her advice that was off because they didn't understand how she was doing it or what she needed to do, like her talents, her abilities. They, they just didn't see it. And so when she was feeling vulnerable, she would go to them for validation and just feel worse, (laughs) just feel even more uh, emotional almost because it was like you trust some people to help you up and they don't get it, right? They don't get it on some level. And so they don't ever really help you up. And this is really interesting with – I think with um, solopreneurs, you know, those of us who work alone, because you need people who really see you and who understand what you're about more so than other people who work with groups. Um, You need people to remind you of your talents, remind you of what you're doing, remind you of your style and that it's okay to be different. I do this with a lot of my clients. I help them figure out how to work in a way that fits them, which could be completely different than how they're seeing other people do it in their industry. But that doesn't matter. You don't need to be doing it the same way other people are doing it in order to be successful. You need to do it your way to be successful. But when you're feeling vulnerable about that and you're looking for validation – and those people can't give you that validation, well, then you can just feel worse. Now, the other thing that can be tricky with this is that, you know, the the ability to be vulnerable is important these days because of how we interact differently than we have before in human history. And so at times, you know, especially, I'm going to actually stick especially with women here, um, because for men it's different. But for women, women are being more open and vulnerable publicly than ever before. And this is in big part to the incredible work of Brene Brown, who writes about vulnerability, shame, guilt, uh, imperfections. She's helped millions of people uh, with understanding these parts of themselves even more. And so this has led to incredible conversations and more openness about vulnerability, about shame, about guilt, about these parts of ourselves um, that we all carry. And so it's meant that more people talk about this stuff. 
and they put it out there. And they could even share it more in their business, you know, more of the struggles, more of the fears, more of the doubts, all of that. And that kind of vulnerability can be a wonderful way to connect with people, connect with readers, connect with clients, connect with customers, when it's done in the right way. Now, that means you can't just take your vulnerabilities and dump them on people. (laughs) Um, What you have to do is use it as a teachable experience. And you have to open up and share the fear or share the doubt and then share a little bit more around that. Like what do did you learn from it? What are you learning from it? Is this a reoccurring experience? Where does this uh, pertain to the customer? How does it benefit them in some way? How is it relatable to them? And how can this same vulnerability impact them in a positive way? When you're sharing a vulnerability with people who follow you, who connect with you, who relate to you, you want to do so in a way that brings them comfort, brings them a solution, a new perspective, what you learned. Um, it, It encourages them. And even if you don't have all the answers yet, that's okay too, is to show your humanness. And that's really what vulnerability does. It opens us up to show our humanness to one another and that your business is, can be part of that. But it can't, again, it can't dump it on customers to solve something for you. It has to instead encourage them. It has to recreate a stronger connection, a stronger bond to you. You know, they read about something, a challenge or something you're facing, and it's something that they can relate to as well on a human level. And then maybe you have a professional offering that solves it, um, or maybe you're just developing the relationships with people more. And you're saying, hey, you know, I know I've been quiet lately. I've been going through some stuff over here, and it's taking up more of my energy and more of my time, but I haven't forgot about you guys. I just wanted to check in. Um, I'm still here. I'm still going to be doing my programs and my services coming up, and these are the dates to plan for, blah, blah, blah. So you let them know that you are human and you're going through something, and this is what they can still rely on from you. This is what they can still count on, which is, you know, you're starting up your services again and this, you know, in a few months or you're taking some time off, you're taking a sabbatical because you're going through something really impersonal. That kind of vulnerability, people get it. They get it. They understand. And that increases their bond to you. That increases their sense of you're human, you have a life, you have stuff going on, and that is how things happen at times. So that is really an important thing to understand about vulnerability in our business is that when it's done correctly, it helps people relate to you. It helps them know you. Now, on my website, uh, mollymccord.online, I have videos that you can sign up for where I 
um, teach and share a bunch of different tips um, for different in different areas. And one of them is the importance of people knowing you, liking you, and trusting you, and understanding how that plays into your business, and that that is part of how people will connect with you and buy from you, ultimately. Not that that has to be your intention, but it's how people make decisions. Like they feel comfortable with you. They know you. They trust you. They trust that you have their best interests in mind. So any kind of vulnerability that helps with that, wonderful to communicate. Now, you don't take forward anything messy, any kind of drama, anything that would shock people, um, anything that's too personal. You know, you don't want the TMI. You don't need the TMI. Um, You know, you cloak it in in other verbiage or other words so that people know you're moving through something, but you don't put it on them or you don't overshare when it comes to your business. Now, people have different expectations, and it depends on how you feel comfortable sharing with people. I think the other part of it is that when you share a vulnerability like this or you say you're going through something hard or you're taking some time off or uh, you have moved through something difficult, say a family member passing or a big life change or, you know, something, uh, say a a personal life earthquake, um, you also have to be able to share it with your following without expecting validation or anything back. And this is this is interesting because you could share something that's really a big deal to you and really personal and you could expect a response of some kind. You could expect people to respond to your email or do something and and you have to refrain from that because people will read it and perhaps understand it, but that doesn't mean they're going to take action or send an email or do anything. So you have to make sure that you're not putting that need for validation on your audience. Really important. You're not looking to them to validate you. If they do, that's great, right? Added added perk, but you don't want that to be a driving expectation because you'll most likely be disappointed and it's not their job. They don't have to validate you. You know, they come to you for your services, your gifts, your words, and your work. So you can't really truly expect them to validate you when you're in a professional role and you're providing them with the service or offering. So this whole dynamic of the vulnerability and validation and how these things can operate in our businesses, it ebbs and flows, and there can be times when you feel stronger and then times when you feel a little bit weaker, um, but it comes down to remembering that it, it, it is about validating yourself and making sure that you're focused on trusting you and what is right for you, especially in your business, especially if you work alone Uh, Because that is the level of self-trust that will lead to your success, that will lead to, to the sense of, you know, you're doing the right thing in your work because you are trusting yourself as you go.
I'm going to check here and see if I had anything else to say about this. Um, I, I think this is an important topic that it can be um, seasonal, if you will. It can be something that you don't always think about, and then all of a sudden something hits you, and you're feeling kind of vulnerable. So know that you can come back and listen to this show. Uh, you can get this reminder around that self-validation, about the uh, 80-20 or even 70-30 aspect of it, where you're, you just know something is right for you. Uh, in, my, in my world, this podcast, I was like, I have to do this. I just knew it. And that's how I've grown in my own business, is that I actually just know something is right for me, and I do it. <laughs> and I'll run it by maybe one or two people, but I've already decided. And that's the difference, is that I've already decided something's right for me, but I'll still share it just to get more ideas or feedback or, you know, just because, you know, I know people, they're smarter than me. <laughs> I need their brains to give me that feedback or thoughts or ideas or make sure I don't miss something. But it's often because I've already decided it for myself because I know it's right for me. And that's what I believe um, is really at the heart of a lot of our decision-making is understanding that you know, you know what's right for you. And as your business continues to grow, grows, you will feel stronger in that part of yourself. So I hope this has been helpful information for you just to return to what matters, what doesn't matter, and how to move through it. And in next week, we're going to talk about the comparison game. And if you feel like everyone else is doing better than you are, with their business, they're making more money, they have more clients, they have more, more of everything, right? Well, we're going to talk about that because that isn't always the case. It can be a very interesting, it's like you pull back the uh, curtains and you can see what's really happening behind the scenes there. Do not compare your business to anyone other than you, and I'm going to talk about that more. It's so important these days. So I appreciate you for joining me in this new episode. Uh, be sure and subscribe wherever you listen and get your podcasts from. And I also started a new Facebook page called uh, Business and Books with Molly McCord. So uh, come over and check that out too if you get a chance. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you back here next week. Mm-hmm.